1: Welcome back welcome back to denver hoops and dreams i am your host jeremy nichols with my co-host alex valdez and we have a special guest today uh mr jack ballsley am i pronouncing that correctly you got it right perfect 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 um i've talked to jack numerous times over twitter you know just discussing the nuggets and um definitely one of the more knowledgeable guys when it comes to this space um and i wanted to to get him on here today just to dive into these topics with us because i know alex and i you know life happens man you know especially over the past holiday and um a lot of things have been going down in our personal lives so we have not been getting that chance to record as much as we would like to um but we're making that change right now we're getting this thing going for you guys so we're gonna jump on into this today jack we want you to tell us about yourself tell us how long you've been a nuggets fan just break it down for us man
2: yeah, you bet. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. So I'm a Colorado kid born and raised here. So got to see all the sports and how good and bad, especially the Nuggets have been, you know, just, I love that AI era. That was fun to watch, especially as a kid, but yeah, I used to do talk about the Nuggets on the radio station for Colorado state university. So just been all about it. Loved keeping up with it. And I'm excited to do this.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Alex, how you been doing, man? Talk to me um,
0: I mean, you know how I've been doing But, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just happy that we can get back to some sports I I say that, but Then then again, I woke up this morning going Oh yeah, there's a Broncos game on today Like, I totally forgot like, Wait, what? Right? I'm like No, I mean, no, seriously tomorrow, There's a tomorrow, Broncos game? But tomorrow, I'm, I'm just sitting there going Like, I forgot, like, I have to make time for that Like <laughs> Man, the Broncos um, don't, don't play no it, football man. I don't think you have to make time for that one <laughs> i'm just like do they play tomorrow do they play today are we still playing like what's going on here so i'm <laughs> yeah. so happy that i can still talk about a team that has championship aspirations
1: yeah 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 it's um it is interesting when you talk about the football side of things man and because that has been absolutely non-existent and let's be real it's been going on what almost eight years now yep um so we, we've been we've been in a tough space as fans Um, I know obviously this is a Nuggets show, but you did bring up the craziness of the Broncos. And I would assume we're all Broncos fans. So, you know, we're all, we're all going through this pain, (laughs) this pain and misery together. But like you said, the Nuggets are saving us right now because we're finally seeing a, a team that actually has a chance. Like you can, you're looking at this Nuggets team. You're like, man, I can actually see this team really making a deep run in the playoffs and Having a chance, like I'm seeing like fans of other teams that are saying, you know, I could see the Nuggets being there, too. And this is something that um, I'm actually going to do moving forward as well. I'm going to have some guests on that are fans of other teams. Right. Because what I want, I want them to bring on their perspective of what they think the Nuggets are to them. Right. Right. Um, Because I think I think it's important for us to understand that, yes, us as fans, of course, we're going to root for the team. Regardless, we want the best for the Nuggets. But there are other teams that may have different thoughts. Like, I've seen people who, you know, we think Jokic is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. But I know fans from other organizations who don't really see him that way, right? Like, they think, you know, Anthony Davis is better. Or, of course, Joel Embiid and these, these certain other players. Um, but I even saw somebody say that Demonte Sabonis was better than him, which was kind of trippy to me because... I see DeMontis sabonis as the poor man's Jokic because I think he does a lot of similar things that Jokic does. Mm-hmm. Um but Jokic just does it on a different 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 level. Um but yeah y'all, so so obviously bringing up DeMontis sabonis that was my transition because the last Nuggets loss that they had, of course the Nuggets did beat the Miami Heat last night to stay tied with the New Orleans Pelicans for that first spot in the West. Um but Two days prior to that, they did lose to. Was it two days? Or am I losing track of time? Anyways, the game right before that, um, <laughs> they had a back to back with the Sacramento Kings, winning the first game and losing the second game by the smallest margin. Um, DeMonte Sabonis did play very, very well. So did their Aaron Fox. And I think Malik Monk went off as well. I think they all had 30 plus, which never happens, but the nuggets somehow allowed it to happen and now now I do understand. Bruce Brown didn't play. Jamal Murray didn't play. Aaron Gordon didn't play. I get it. I get it. So of course for us that's like okay, I could I could take that loss. Um what did you guys think about that game just in general? Um Jack, let me start with you. Yeah,
2: it was it was a little tough to watch. I mean, in the beginning, they were they were scorching hot. They were scoring at least thirty in each quarter. But I'm looking at it now, and they got it was 33 to 21 in the fourth, and you can't crumple like that, especially with those leads that they get. But you know, it can be tough. I, I know they just it seems like they get too either get too comfortable or they just or or they just have the fight in them. It's it's a weird back and forth they got with them right yeah what about it, you Alex? i like
0: the fact that uh that you know malone gets to kind of go deeper in his bench we get to see i think these are one of those games where you can kind of work at your bench kind of like get them used to um playing some starter minutes i mean we saw zeke out there what, what was it on yeah. back-to-back night i don't think it was on back-to-back night. was it um and i think malone even mentioned he's like hey you can't take your fouls home with you so he used all of them and i just could I couldn't stop laughing at that because it was like Zeke doesn't know how to play starter minutes so he goes out there and just waste burns through six pals you know yeah um but but it's just you know I actually took that loss in stride because I'm like you're missing three key guys and the fact that you lost on you know I mean, I would have made that call on KCP at the end but you know at the end of the, that, the game. Uh, the,
1: hook, the hook by Malik yes. Monk. Yeah, 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 right. for sure. Um,
0: yeah. It, it's still, it's it's the right call. It sucks that it happened when then, but the fact that they lost by up point on a home at home, back to back with missing three key guys, I can live with that loss.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, I definitely can live with that loss for sure. Right? And also there was the Trey Lyle's play where he tipped the ball back in bounds, and he was about a foot behind the out-of-bounds line it was kind of insane um so a lot of a lot a of, lot of missed calls at the end of that game um you know it's it's always trippy to me to see when I could understand Sabonis going off I could understand the area on Fox but it's always when the other that yeah. other player you know what I mean? That other guy, because think about it. When the Nuggets played the Pelicans a while back and it was Jose Alvarado and we spoke about him, right? It's always that other guy. You expect the CJ McCollum's, you expect Zion's and these types of players, but nobody, I don't think anybody went into that game thinking, man, I think Malik Monk is about to drop 30 plus on us tonight. Nobody, you know? Yeah. I mean,
2: and two, uh, looking at it as well, they only had it was only Monk. Uh, Fox and Sabonis were the only ones to score over 10 points. So the fact that yeah, each of them got everything. 30 and then that was it was crazy.
1: 90
0: points well, between also, three people. To, to speak to your point, we're also um, missing a, a key game here, but Shamit went off too. And oh,
1: gosh. Oh, man. You know what? Yeah. I, think, I think we forgot about that because of Aaron Gordon just doing some yeah. ungodly stuff because that they game. walked out
0: with the win we're not gonna yeah. we don't have to you know pretty much him murdering a guy takes out <laughs> right, all right, his right. Success, <laughs> right but to your point man and to our point that we've spoken almost like every single time we've come on this episode it's always one guy that's killing you from beyond the arc and why why can't we get this under control
1: yeah, yeah. no for sure for sure i mean just going back to that son's game it is interesting um because like I said it's it's of course you still had CP3 out there you still had DeAndre Ayton and they both played relatively well um in spots but like you said if Landry Shamet did not have that ridiculous game that game was not even going to be close right and of course you know going into overtime and um it it was just it was just like man why is nobody stopping this guy nobody you're just standing there watching him just rain threes all over the place um and he I mean he, he had himself a game, but it was just the script of that game just played out so perfectly because he ended up being the one being dunked on. And it was right. just beautiful. Like, it was just poetry. It was poetry. Like, my dad doesn't even really watch a lot of basketball games, and he watched every minute of that game. Yeah. And the second that game was over, he sent me a text, and he's like, that was the best basketball game that I've ever seen. This is from my father. He don't even care about the Nuggets, none <laughs> of that stuff. Jack, tell me just while watching that game and watching Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. Is Aaron Gordon an all-star to you?
2: I think he does fit that criteria because I think with all-stars, you it's really if you can see growth, especially if they haven't been all-stars in, in seasons prior. And I think he's really shown the versatility compared to what we've seen, especially on the Magic. But I just think that, yeah, he's really become – he can pick up loads that i feel like we had not seen him do right. in especially that first year we traded for him and now he's getting accustomed so you can't blame them all too much but i do think that he's really just developed into a, a really quality starter that people were expecting of him but now you actually see in that
1: gotcha yeah i i agree alex what do you think about what do you think about aaron gordon's all-star chances See, no offense to Jack and no
0: offense to you, but this is one of those times where we need someone else's perspective because you ask me, I'm going to say the dude is killing it. He is that third nugget. It's not, uh, it's not Michael Porter Jr. It is Aaron Gordon. He is our third guy at this point. I'm sorry, MP, but you know, let's face it. You got to be on the court to be that third guy and he's not. Man, like, how can you deny the fact that Eric Gordon is an all-star right now? He yeah. is picking up the slack. He does the dirty work. He's going out there. He's giving you great defense. Maybe the stats don't show it, but yeah. he's getting those ugly rebounds. He's getting, I mean, if he's not at the all-star game to be an all-star, he better be there to be in the dunk contest. I know he doesn't <laughs> want to be in it again, but, I mean, this guy is putting up highlights after highlights after highlights. And I think for the first time in his Nugget career, he knows where to be um, at all times on the floor. You know, that first time, like you were saying, he was kind of scrambling that first year um, and just trying to be like basically just out hustling, out athleting everybody. And now it's like, oh, like if I just set this pick and I roll and I do what I need to do, Jokic is going to find me. Murray's going to find me. So you can't ask anyone on this panel if he's an all-star because he's an all-star but man how can you deny him at this point
1: yeah yeah no it's um that that makes a lot of sense and the reason i brought that up is because i'm starting to see his name circulating as an all-star now of course you know you know you mentioned it both of you guys mentioned just the, the way that he's been playing within his role right and alex you said something that i mean Obviously it is controversial but I'll be honest I absolutely agree. I do think that he's the next guy. You know, I think yeah. it's Jokic, Murray and Aaron Gordon. MPJ is the fourth guy now because like you said um it's it's really that availability as well, right? You know, you you got to you got to be able to see it and you got to see the consistency. Aaron Gordon has been consistent all season. Like now he's man he's shooting pull up threes now yeah like I'm watching him I remember I used yeah. to cringe every time he would because he was trying to do it last year and I know you know of course he had like that game-winning three in the corner against the Clippers with Jokic put up that historic triple double and all that um but it's like watching him play now like Aaron like I don't cringe when he spots up from three now it's like oh hold on we got a chance and it's actually going right. in so you guys are seeing what I'm seeing because I thought I was kind of tripping and I was like man this this guy is balling and he is he's he's man he's standing under the rim and the second he gets that ball i'm i'm already thinking y'all better get out the (laughs) way because this reverse dunk that he has it is unblockable and it doesn't matter who you have in there it could be rudy gobert which i mean he don't really he don't scare me at all no more um (laughs) anybody who's quote-unquote a good shot blocker good luck because he's just gonna yam on you regardless of what it is right so I do, I think, so we all agree that Aaron Gordon is, in fact, or should be an all-star. Now, we don't know how them votes is going to go. You know, fans and whatever, that voting process is going to be a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, but if he at least gets on, you know, as even like a coach's pick or like a reserve or something, I would still think it's, you know, it's going in the right direction for him. Because I think it'll it'll kind of solidify what we've been seeing, what we've been noticing as fans i think he deserves it i really do side note did he hurt his shoulder on that dunk <laughs> maybe um i don't know i don't know if the i don't know if like the the rest because he did play the first game against the kings right yeah. so he played right after but then he missed the game after that right. one so i don't i don't he had, think he so yeah. it last night too and like yeah little, i saw Yeah, he did he did he did hmm I guess we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll I see. I mean, he, t- he, he sold his body out for that one. And that was,
0: you can't tell me that there's been a better dunk this season.
1: Yeah. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> the no. man got away with murder. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was insane. And man, I was really sitting there thinking, I remember I tweeted, tweeted about it. And I was like, there's no, if they call this a charge, I'm about to cry. Like, because I thought they were going to do us like they did Jamal Murray. Yeah. yeah. Like, because that, that dunk was, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know, looking at most recent games that the Nuggets had, like I mentioned before, the Nuggets did beat Miami last night. And looking at that, that Kings lost. Now, a lot of the the losses that the Nuggets have had this season, um, truth be told, the Nuggets have actually been up in most of those games. Yeah, right. A decent amount, a decent lead, and we're talking double digit leads, right? Um, but one thing about this team is they seem to be. They're never too high or too low. So I want you, I want I want you guys to tell me, why is it that the Nuggets can't ever sustain a lead when they have it? Why are leads never safe for this team? Anybody, just go ahead and answer it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, I mean, we've touched on it and from podcasts prior to it's it's that bench. I really think that Jokic gets off that that floor and you know (laughs) last night it's funny it was kind of an anomaly because the bench three of the bench players scored almost 15 plus so they were really doing their part last night but you really see that inconsistency i mean he'll play christian brown or bones for 20 plus minutes who i think christian brown needs to play more but he plays him for 20 plus minutes and you see maybe 10 points out of him i know bones was kind of having a little bit of a slump but I think it's really that issue of they're not finding consistent bench players. Obviously with Bruce Brown, it's been phenomenal. You can't ask more of a greater adaptation to the Nuggets roster than him right now. But I I just, I think it's really, they, although we talk about Aaron Gordon and Jamal being the, that two and three part, they, they even have their slumps where you don't see like a, like obviously Anthony Davis is made of glass, but Mm. when he is healthy Those two, I mean, you can count on both of them each night, and I feel like we don't really get to see that as much, but
0: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and last night, only one nugget was a minus in plus minus, and it was uh, DJ, which I still think DJ played really well. Um, But last night was incredible for the bench. Why can't we have that all the time? Yeah. But I think it also hinges on the fact that when Jokic comes off, you kind of really have to manufacture um, some offense. And I feel like Bones has felt like, okay, well, this gives me the freedom to go out there and kind of, they're looking at me to, you know, get the ball in the hoop. Um, And if he's not playing with um, MPJ and he's not playing with Murray, then kind of gives him that freedom to kind of jack up those um, 16 seconds on the shot clock you know, logo shots, and those were kind of what were killing him um, and killing the bench earlier. Um, as Jack mentioned, he's kind of been in that slump and let's face it, it he shot nothing different last night, but they were going in. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of, kind of just hinges on um, really your biggest, highest ceiling player on coming off the bench. And I don't want to say this because it hinges so much off of him, but does the bench go where Bones goes?
1: It's a good question. Um, yeah. I, I'll be honest. As of right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, yes, because he is the guy who, when he's out there, he's the one that's putting his imprint on the game, yeah. off the bench, specifically, right? And that's good or bad, you know, because yeah. you're, you're going to have those moments where um bones just kind of pulls from 35 feet out and, and you just kind of have to live with the result because as you saw last night, look at the the beginning of that game where he hit a bunch of threes and he's already looking into the crowd with his, <laughs> with his air out. And, you know, so, so we, we kind of have to live with that right now because yep. it's, it's, it's so interesting that you, you brought bones up um, because I've been seeing a lot of information about bones as of, as of late, um, a lot of discussions about him from people who are pro-bones and anti-bones, right? Because you already know this. You guys know every every player that the Nuggets have. There are going to be people <laughs> who love them and people who hate them, yeah. regardless, right? Now, I did see something interesting um, about Bones specifically, and and I wanted to bring this up just real quick with you guys. I want to hear your thoughts on this. A lot of people are bringing up Bones and comparing him to Will Barton, right? A lot of people are doing now i'm starting to see it more and more i don't know if it's um just his style of play i don't know if it's um you know just just the fact that that he's like he has this this personality when you see him on on the court and he's just like you know he's, he's always electric about what mm-hmm. he's doing um but what do you guys think about people who say that will barton no that that bone is essentially will barton 2.0 Jack, talk to me.
2: You know, it's tough. I think I do have that bias of Will Barnes' final years because he really started to just drag on. And I, I still love the guy. He was always in it for Denver, so I, I would never hate on a player like that. But I just think game gameplay wise, he he just he wasn't embracing that starter role. And I, I do agree with that in the comparison with Bones. I think Bones can be a starter, but I think he really is thriving on the bench. And I know you guys have mentioned it too, about how Will Barton would have thrived on the bench because he was he would have been put in that situation. But I just think that he, like you said, he is trying to be that lead and which is really nice, but I do wish they kept someone like a DeMarcus Cousins who provided that quality of offense yeah, sure. on the floor as a big man while Bones could still do his work. Cause I feel like with Jordan and I'm trying to like uh, Vladko, they have their, well, not Jordan, but Flacco has his moments where it's like, oh, he is really producing. Like last night he shot, I think he shot perfect too, uh, as KCP did. But like, it's just, it's hard because Bones, I do love him. And the fact that he had a highlight reel with Marvin Gaye, you can't really complain about that as a player. Um, But I I just think he's really, he still needs to grow, but to get into that Will Barron, I I think he can definitely
1: exceed that. Gotcha. What about you, Alex?
0: Um, I don't think that's necessarily a knock. Um, as, as Jack said, we mentioned it before. Um, I think Barton would have thrived coming off the bench, but he was thrust into starter roles. And I just feel like people expected more of him because he was starting. Um and you know let's face it he was giving starter minutes too so with starter minutes comes uh, more opportunity to see kind of your um your flaws too on the on the court so um i agree with jack you know bones has that starter kind of capability he's not there yet he's got to make better decisions with the ball he's got to you know command his team better but um is it a knock no i don't think it's a knock because you know barton go out there and microwave you into a game you know Uh, know, also create his own shot he can uh, you can get to the rim he can dunk he can you can do everything you need him to do offensively um you know but i i still hold um to my my uh my pre-draft um you know comparison and it's got to be jamal crawford um just the fact that the guy will shoot you in a game and he'll shoot you out of a game so um I, i don't think it's a knock if you know will barton um or was it two seasons in he was uh, already being talked about as like a six man um, candidate. So I'll I'll take that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I I like, I like it because I like the comparison, like you said, um, because I do see a lot of Barton style play in certain decisions. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing because there are things that will Barton was willing to do that a lot of the players didn't. The one thing that you could not really knock him for was his effort. Right, Will Barton was one of those players that, good or bad, he was gonna he was gonna do what he can every every time, you know. Um, and and that's the thing that I think the Nuggets have been missing over the past few seasons. Just overall, um, just just pl- more players, more players that have the ability to just really give it every every time, every night. I do like the KCP pickup obviously he was really brought in for, to be more of a three and D guy. Mm-hmm. And we saw the three side last night, you know, <laughs> you saw what KCP can do. And, and, you know, just us as nuggets fans, we saw KCP um, pretty much burn us when we played the Lakers <laughs> in the bubble. And, you know, so we, we remember what he has the ability to do and to see it full force last night with just hitting every single shot. It didn't matter from the free throw line, the three, point line, mid range. He was just on it. And, that's what we're going to need once it once the playoffs start. You know, of course we, we spoke about Bruce Brown um, and you guys brought up, you know, Christian Brown and um, Vlatko and DJ. And I want to, I want to, I want to kind of bring this question. I know, Alex, I know this was, this was something that you wanted to, to ask, of course, with the bench, because we've been talking about the bench, right. And we talked about the inconsistencies when it comes to leads, right. Um, what do you think the, the Nuggets need to do for whether it's um, for for trades whether it's you know just different game plans from Michael Malone what do you think the Nuggets need to do to make that bench consistent Uh, and is the bench actually fixable what do you guys think Alex since you brought this question up what are your thoughts on it
0: so the way you fix the bench is
1: uh, Jokic plays 48 minutes Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. Let's do it. Right. Right. We've seen him do it before against Portland. We saw (laughs) him play what three, four overtimes. He can do it. Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know he's a thoroughbred horse, but you got to find a way to bridge the gap between non-Jokic minutes and Jokic minutes. And uh, you know, it's just so weird because you bring a player that we've never seen before off the court. I mean, you know, he is Larry Bird and you know, name another incredible player put together yeah. um and it's kind of hard because you're running your offense through your center i mean he's mm-hmm. half the time he's bringing the ball up the court uh, half the time he's you know he's got squabbles at midcourt you know behind the back i mean there's no way to account for that when you're coming off the bench like jack said i would have loved to have seen them bring boogie back because Mind you, he doesn't have I that. We all agree uh, on shot. that. He doesn't have that. Uh, that crazy, uh, just manufacturing of points. Um, but he was a guy that you could be like, all right, this guy can come out here and give you some Jokic esque um, passes. He can go out there and right. give you yep. a three. Um, he can go out there and hit a, a mid range. Um, I just need some kind of way to bridge the gap between non Jokic and Jokic minutes and. Maybe that's just going back to good old drawing board of, hey, we need to go back to, you know, Malone is big on positionless basketball. I'm sorry, but when it comes to the bench, you need to get back to position basketball to where (laughs) this is a point guard, this is your shooting guard. And these guys, this guy is going to handle the ball. This guy is going to be shooting the ball. This guy is going to be running off dribbles. This guy is going to be dribble handoff. Whatever it is, I, I don't know how to fix it other than, you know, hoping for Bones maturity and playing more starters with your bench. But I do like the fact that we've been in some, I wouldn't say bad circumstances, but some awkward circumstances where we're playing, um, playing more bench guys. So we get to see more Vlatko. Um, I mean, raise your hand if you saw Vlatko getting, you know, on average 15, 17 minutes a game before the, before the season started. Right. I mean, this is guy, this guy is your 15th. 15th guy off the bench and he's given you great minutes I mean the guy can come out there and guard two through four Uh, you know I wouldn't say one through five but he can guard you through two through four he can take off from the free throw line he can give you those I mean he hit some incredible threes last night I mean some honestly some grenades too so I mean it's like get out there shoot it because this dude we got nowhere else for the ball to go he has a huge basketball IQ he is exactly what you want coming off the bench um and something I don't think the Nuggets really prepared themselves for maybe they prepare themselves in the fact that they've been pre- prepping this dude for the last three four years whatever it is but um just the simple fact you have this gigantic you know let's call him a, a small forward um just because he has the range I love the fact that they have that in their pocket now you have a Bruce Brown in your pocket now you have um you know Christian um who's doing his thing and i think that there was one time where um i think it was the kings game where um anytime that Christian Brown went out there and um played more than 20 minutes they lost or they won sorry um and that was the first game where they had lost so it was like you can tell his plus minus I, i'm big plus minus guy because no it doesn't tell you the whole tape but it tells you like how valuable these guys are while they're being um, while they're on the court. So um, I do love the fact that they they're able to, and they're kind of forced to um, get these bench players some minutes. I just need to see them play without Jokic without, you know, I don't know, with, without a starter, or whatever it is. I mean, I know everyone kind of um, fluctuates their starters in with their bench, but yeah, the fact of we just need to find some kind of offense to bridge those 15, 17 minutes without Jokic on, on the court. And I, I I want to say, you know, just more, more position basketball, more, um, getting out there and doing your job. I know that sounds like the most, um, bland answer ever, but you know, when you're coming from a guy with Jokic on the court, you're like, you know, what kind of basketball is this? What are we watching right now? Like, Your like he even on offense he's not even always your center. Sometimes he's your power forward out there on a the wing. Sometimes he's your small forward. I mean, this guy's it's incredible what he does. So I understand how you know you can go out there and be like, all right, well, I guess we need to you know run you know a triangle offense with like I guess bones or you know whatever we're doing here. So I I don't know, man. I, I want to say like you know just get back to basketball basics and you know don't try and replicate Jokic while he's off the court
1: yeah for sure Jack what do you what do you what do you think um if you think the Nuggets bench is fixable what do you think the Nuggets need to do personally
2: yeah I mean I don't know how popular of opinion this is but I really look at the coaching as like for me like the biggest thing because and this has happened honestly since Michael Malone's tenure but when I see the bench and they do need to elevate their play that's no questions about it but I just like when you see the minute allocation and who's on the court when you're kind of just like why are these people together like sometimes it makes sense and or, or like you just let it play out and they can blossom into something really good but like Christian Brown clearly is showing quality but yet there'll be games where he gets 3 minutes so or like with Gladcoat, <sighs> until this year he was sho- showing like 4 or 5 minutes a game and it's like how are these guys going to develop if they're held back so much so I do really look at Malone in that but on if you're looking at just a player standpoint I just think that they just yeah they really need to create that it's really creating offense I you guys have touched it time and time again but I, I do think it's just creating offense is their biggest issue and that's why they need to look at this trade deadline very importantly
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting you brought up the, the trade deadline, because if I'm being honest, that is, I think the Nuggets do have a couple more moves to make. Yeah. Um, I just think that, yes, the Bruce Brown pickup, the KCP pickup, all these different pieces that they did in the offseason. Um, shout out to uh, Calvin Booth. Um, you know, I, I think they, they were some really good pickups and we're seeing the results of that. But I think us as fans, we can we're seeing that there is still room to grow. Even though they're tied for first in the West, even though, you know, you could definitely see the potential, but there's still room to grow. And obviously that does start with the bench because we look at the plus minus that both of you alluded to. And Jokic right now is sitting at what second in the, in the league right now. I think, I think Jason Tatum just passed them. Um, but there, I think Tatum is at 256. Jokic is at 250. So it's like, it's such a close thing, but you could see, um, you see the, the impact that these guys are, are, are playing or putting on their teams and if it's it's no it's no reason as to why you know you see the the Celtics on the other side right they're number one in the league overall and it's so interesting that um that is exactly who the Nuggets have next (laughs) that is the next opponent and Alex you and I we spoke about um just the teams that in that are in the league that the Nuggets or, or us as fans, I should say. I don't know what, about them or how they they view the Celtics themselves, but we did see John ja Morant put a statement out just recently about the teams in the league that he is personally worried about, or or that he a team that he believes he's going to have to face to get to where he needs to go, and he immediately said the Celtics. Now, of course, the Grizzlies lost a bunch of games <laughs> since then to Western Conference teams, um, <laughs> because he made it. You know, when he was asked what do you think about the western conference he's like nah, i'm fine i'm fine on the west that sounds good until you got to deal with these western conference teams when the playoffs start but that's neither here nor there but it's just the fact that he did mention the celtics right now i agree that the celtics are the team or a team that that kind of gives me worries i'm not really worried specifically about the other teams so far like even in the just in the league in general um the celtics just seem to be that team now i will be honest i do think it would be beautiful to see the nuggets beat the warriors in the playoffs um the warriors or the suns or both (laughs) i would not mind seeing the nuggets beat the warriors and the suns in the playoffs and find a way to get to western conference finals and well i don't know who's going to be there but that's that would be beautiful for me um I think my dream finals right now is probably Nuggets and Bucks because I just mm-hmm. would love to see Jokic and Giannis go yeah. at it for for a seven game series. Um, but I think the Celtics <laughs> are just a monster of a team. So obviously, that is the next opponent for the Nuggets. What do you guys think happens in this game? Because the Celtics have given the Nuggets some problems. Mm-hmm. They have like even last year, and 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 I spoke into it um, a couple shows back where well when the nuggets put that big that team together when aaron gordon first got to the team and they just started running off with wins and you're thinking like this is the greatest nuggets team i've ever seen and then all of a sudden they ran into the celtics and that celtics put a whooping on them right the celtics were the team that humbled the nuggets in that i think they i believe the nuggets had won nine straight i believe that's what it was it was something around there i know they went on a mean win streak um how do you see this game going? And do you guys believe that the Nuggets can see this Celtics team in the finals? Alex, talk to me.
0: I I hate this matchup because, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, TC goes to uh, – uh, Tim Conley goes over to Minnesota. And what's the first thing he does? Because he knows the Nuggets so well, right? He gets two bigs, right? He, he gets as big as he can to pretty much – think that he will shut down Jokic in the paint right and that's not really what's been um the nuggets biggest issue right Mm -hmm. it's been their perimeter defense it's been these guys that have been um going off on them pretty much maybe it's a star maybe it's a bench player whatever it is it's one guy that's just going off and killing you from beyond the arc and Mm -hmm and it's a team that will play incredible defense on your three nd players you know it'll be them shutting down your bruce brown your kcp or murray even so this celtics team is perfectly matched to shut down the nuggets i'm sorry i don't want to say it because you know who who in their paint scares you right Uh, who's going to shut down Jokic? who's going to give him problems no one right but it's always it's going to be Tatum on the wing it's going to be they got Jaylen bodies Brown. it's going to be smart. it's mm-hmm. they can just throw guys at you now Robert Williams is back too right, right 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 and so when I think of a team that does everything that the Nuggets want to do uh, offensively and defensively offensively I, I don't see why the Nuggets can't um why Jokic can't be like you know let me let me rephrase this Jokic is never going to be this guy that's going to be like I'm just going to drop 50 because this is what I'm going to drop 50 but if ever there was a team to go to look at and say oh I can get whatever I want to get it's the Celtics he just needs someone else to drag with him because he can get what he wants to get versus the Celtics it's uh it's that perimeter it's the it's your wings it's your it's your backcourt man it's Um, that's what I'm really worried about. And these Celtics will shut you down. And honestly, I I have this next game as a loss because until the Nuggets can figure them out, um, you know, we've got problems.
1: I don't think, by the way, I I don't (laughs) think
0: that uh, um, I would love to see the bucks um, in the finals because this team, again, this team is what scares me because the bucks, uh, you know, uh, other than Chris Middleton, there's not many guys, Chris Middleton, maybe Giannis will give uh, Jokic some issues, but um, I, I like my chances versus the Bucks versus the Celtics at this point. Agreed.
2: No, totally agree. Um, and I think too with this, yeah, with the Celtics, it's kind of like if you can stop them, it's crazy because it, I think was it the Rockets that beat them this year, right? So, you yeah, know, the, the weird, weird. <laughs> the weird teams have stopped them. But I really look at the last time they played this season, and I know we had a fully healthy roster besides Bones. I know I think he was on protocols or something, but. I think, and this kind of is how the season has been too. You really got to see how uh, Murray and Porter shoot because that game, they were shooting 30 or less and just missing threes. I, right here, they got, Porter got 16% on three and Murray had 20. So it's like, I think that consistency that you were seeing last night, it's going to be hard to replicate a KCP perfect and Blacko perfect game. But, you know, just, I think their consistency at shooting is really going to, be the difference maker i know as you guys pointed out to the defense that's going to be huge on how they're going to stop tatum and brown because it feels like if tatum doesn't get a 40 point game brown gets a 40 point game so yeah. you know but i think yeah really i i think the consistency of shooting real especially with porter and murray because even last night murray was the clutch king but up until i think it was about six minutes left he had seven points so it's, it's like what are you doing the rest of the game? Because he was yeah. obviously playing fully healthy, so it's just I would say yeah, the shooting's really been kind of a question mark for those two, especially.
1: Yeah, 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 I, I agree. Um, this, like I said, so we all agree that we don't want to see the Celtics <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. No, no, they they are they are really built um, to. I mean, of course, I don't know if they see the Nuggets the way that we see the Celtics, right? Yeah. Um, but I think. We all agree that they they have a lot of things that 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 scare the Nuggets. The things that the Nuggets don't really do well against, they do very well. You know, um, this this is one of those types of games where I could see like a Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench and dropping thirty, <laughs> you know, or like a Derek White or, or just yeah. one of the other guys, you know, because that's usually how it goes. But I'm hoping that the Nuggets find a way to figure this out, you know, because I think. We're kind of worried about it because we have not been seeing it lately, but we're hoping that this does not become a situation where it's like the Broncos versus the Chiefs, <laughs> and it's like every like every time you see them, you're like, oh gosh, this is another loss. This is another loss. I don't want that to become the trend when the Nuggets when we you know when you see the Celtics on the schedule you know I don't want to be like okay this is a loss every single time because for some reason we can't figure them out because Marcus Smart is hitting a bunch of threes or Tatum is going crazy or you know Jalen Brown like those guys so they have weapons and of course even Malcolm Brogdon who I actually wish that he was on the nuggets right now if I'm being honest with you because he's one of those players that I've from the time he got into the league I just like the way he plays you know just like he, he doesn't do too much in terms of like a lot of talking but you see his plays calm player he plays defense he hits you threes you know he can he he does a little bit of everything if there was one player in the league that that I think that I wish the Nuggets could find a way just to get he would be one of those guys for me personally um but of course all these things we're talking about we're talking about the Nuggets chances we're talking about what they can do moving forward I'm going to I'm going to we we don't have a lot of time here but before we go, I do want to talk about um, voter fatigue, right? Alex brought this up in the pre-show and we were talking about um, what do you guys think will affect Jokic's chances? Now, is voter fatigue a real thing? I think it is. Um, But do you think that is going to be the reason that Jokic does not get his third straight MVP? Because as of right now, he is still putting up unbelievable numbers the team is now first in the west essentially i know they're tied with the pelicans um and let's just say the nuggets end up number one in the west the entire season right mm-hmm. do you think that voter fatigue would be the reason that Jokic does not get that mvp jack talk to me
2: i i definitely think it'll play a big part i know one thing I will note, I'm very happy the fans don't vote on MVP because <laughs> <laughs> even just on NBA Twitter, it's it's infuriating on there because it feels like for them it's points per game and that's all that matters. Oh but, my gosh, um, <laughs> it is. But, um, you know, I really think that – and I, the funny part too was the complaint was also that the Nuggets were doing so bad ranking-wise and then now he still doesn't deserve it even though they're tied for first. So it's, it's a whole weird thing. But I, I do think that once you get – a player who keeps like increasing his value. It's hard to say like, well, there's these other, like just giving everybody a shot, but then you're also balancing the fact that do they, I mean, if he's still playing better than he did last year and here and earned MVP. Right. I mean, he earns it that way. So the fact that he's ranked one is a good sign still, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think that, you know, it's going to be the end stretch. I think is going to define who
0: this MVP will be, especially after the all-star game gotcha Alex talk to me I can't say that it won't because I was one of those guys that was like I mean LeBron can't win them all right I mean Jesus (laughs) Christ but it's fair if honestly if he's the best player and he's making like I, I don't know what was it last last season it was the stats he was putting up uh Jokic was putting up was they were so invaluable they were also um like the advanced stats. So you had to be like anytime that you ever had like a conversation with anyone, it was always like, yeah, but like his per or his, his v- VR. You guys have never seen this. You've you know, this kind of stuff, but now it's like, it's undeniable. This guy yeah. is almost averaging a triple double. I don't care that Westbrook did it. I mean, Westbrook did it and got himself an MVP, right? So yeah. you can't tell me that the best player on the team on the best team in the west coming out of the west i'm sorry i don't i still don't respect the east coming out of the west how can you deny him uh, i just want him in the conversation at the end of the year yeah. uh, and you also have to remember the fact that he's got he's won it twice in denver's market versus guys no. with you know versus a tatum versus a Giannis on the east coast where you know a lot of this is going to play a factor um you know because you know a lot of the times when the nuggets are playing half the east coast is already asleep so yeah, for sure. you know not a lot of people are even seeing his games so
2: yeah.
0: he's got they've got to shine out on games like the Celtics coming up they've got to shine up on these nationally televised games um to really put him on the map because i'm sorry like you got to you got to take it up mind you i apologize in the fact of like you I'm sorry, you gotta if you want the MVP again, he doesn't want the MVP again. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, I he mean yeah. Was yeah. It the Michael Jordan award he just got what was it a couple weeks ago? Yeah. He totally forgot in the locker room. Yeah, he doesn't care about awards. Yeah. If he could win a game by 30 by by scoring three points and having 30 assists, I think he'll take that over yeah. having a fifty burger, right? Would, so for sure. like Jokic doesn't care about these things. We care about them as fans because you know let's face it in in nuggets nation we're we're very uh we're very thirsty for any kind of awards because we have not <laughs> won an award so, and when he when he won his back-to-back you know we all celebrated it was our award not his yeah. really um, <laughs> yeah was, for sure very Jokic award right he he won it for us but um i don't know ultimately he's got to step it up another notch and yeah. Let's face it, even with Murray and MPJ back, he has done that. He has carried this team to the best record in the West, tied four. And this is also a team that is one of the best offensive teams in NBA history with him on the court. Right. One of the worst in NBA history with him off the court. So, um, you know, and then we saw what it's like without him on the court. So... yeah man Uh, he needs to step it up again voter fatigue it it is real and it is going to play a factor and if it's going to play a factor he's got to take that he's got to be better than he was two mvp seasons
1: yeah 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 so it sounds like we all agree that voter fatigue is a thing um it is definitely a thing and it more than likely will affect his chances but i do believe just like you both said. If Jokic can average 0.6 more assists, you know, because I think he's at like a 9.4 or something around that area. If he can get to that 10, right? And he averages that triple-double and the Nuggets are first in the West. If they don't give him MVP, they are absolutely tripping. Yeah. Because that at that point, the criteria on which you, you judge the award Is just totally, totally, totally warped because, just like you said, now you can't say that it's because he's a sixth seed. And then you can't say it's just advanced stats because averaging a triple double is not advanced at all. It is (laughs) that is plain and in your face. So, if for some, and he is so, if you think about it, he's literally in position to get it done. Those two things that I mentioned with the first seed and the triple double, he is 0.6 away and he is in first right now, tied for it that is pretty insane and right. And if you think about it, the, the team has still been taking their time with, with Murray. And of course, Porter missed a decent amount of games. Aaron Gordon missed some time as well. Yeah. Um, to go through all of that adversity already and still be at the top of the conference is just impressive in itself. So I think, I think he, he has a serious chance. I mean, I already bet on it, so I'm hoping it does. Cause I <laughs> I want that money. Um, but I think I think the Nuggets do have a chance to to really make some noise this season, as long as they stay healthy going into the playoffs, and that is all we want as fans. Now, guys, this is this has been a lot of fun. um I know we we surpassed our forty-five minute mark, but listen, whenever we're on here, we can just talk, um, <laughs> just talk about the Nuggets. And I know anybody who's listening here, this is what we we will continue to do, Jack. It was a pleasure um, having you on the show today. Um, like I said before, we are at that point now where we're trying to just improve the show, um, add some more viewpoints, different things on here. And I, like I said before, I will be bringing on um, some people who have different opinions, who who are going to listen to us talk about our team. And they're just going to be in their little box right there on the screen, like, what are these guys talking about? I don't <laughs> believe that. I don't think the Nuggets da, 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 da that's what I'm going to start bringing that on. So it's going to just spark up a little bit more conversation. Obviously we're going to keep it respectful, but you know, at, at that, at that point, cause we're not NBA Twitter, right? Yeah. Cause NBA Twitter, that, that world, that world is a little bit different, but um, we appreciate everybody for listening in today um, with Denver hoops and dreams. We will try to get more episodes up very, very, very soon. Um, obviously we will be keeping track of everything going on with the nuggets as time goes by. Let's hope for a multiple all star Nuggets team. Um, because we would love to see obviously Jokic up there and definitely Aaron Gordon. Um, and uh, let's hope the Nuggets can win this whole thing this season. And I think the Nuggets beat the Celtics tomorrow. That's my hot take, I was, but anyway, I, oh.
0: I hope I hope, <laughs> take, I, hope. <laughs> I sure hope
1: that's that's a hot take, y'all.
0: But uh, I thought it as a loss, Jay has it as a win.
2: You know, I realistically lost, but my my hopeful heart is gonna say win. So that's what it is I'll, for me
1: too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm just I'm yeah. because I'm trying to speak it into existence. Because it's been, it's. I mean, yes. Let's be real. The 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 my heart is saying, oh gosh, this is a loss. <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, I want to be different, man. We 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 got this win. <laughs> let's do it. But nah, it was it's, this was fun, y'all. So we will uh, we will be back really soon with some more episodes for you guys. And uh, this has been Denver Hoops and Dreams. We'll catch y'all later. All right, see you everybody. See you.